Hey guys, let's talk about ready to love. Um, this week of uh, the women, no, 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 the men had the opportunity to, um, they, the, the, the decision was in their hands to eliminate one of the ladies tonight and, or last night, I should say, cause it's Sunday morning here. So the person that was eliminated, I was surprised that that individual was eliminated at this juncture. Um, I did believe that they would go a little bit further, uh, but you know, that didn't happen. So, okay, let's start with uh, the new person or the newest member of the cast, which is Sean. Sean is the newest cast member and, you know, <clears throat> Sean is trying to play, you know, he said he has to play catch up. Um, you know, he's, you know, tried to talk to Camille and she cut him off like, like immediately when they were at the pool party, Camille didn't want nothing to do with Sean. She, she was like, she let him know I'm already spoken for. He's like, oh, okay. You know, all right, cool. That That's good. So Sean goes out with, well, we saw he went out with Aisha last week and Aisha just let him know, hey, look, I'm not having any more kids. I'm good. You know, I don't think this is going to work out. But she was a little bit more pleasant about it than Camille. So he ends up this week, he meets with Sabrina. Now, I liked the energy that they had. You know, I'm always talking about good energy. I'm always talking about the mannerisms and the the, the vibe that is, that's pr present. And I felt like Sabrina and Sean had a very natural vibe. They had good energy. They met at this, um, um, I think it was a Thai or Korean restaurant. And right away, you know, they were able to be silly with one another. You know, Sabrina uh, was saying some things in Korean. I didn't know she could speak Korean. Because the way when she met, I think it was Phil when she met Phil and he mentioned something about, or oh, it's Tyrone, one of them. And they mentioned a song or something, you know, from Korea because they used to, they were stationed there. And she act like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not familiar with that. And I, I really thought she couldn't, I thought that was due to the fact that maybe she couldn't speak Korean, but it turns out that she can, or maybe she just knows a few phrases. I don't know. But she spoke, said some things in Korean and wanted, you know, tried to teach him a little bit and he was trying to repeat it. Didn't do a good job, but he was in there. He was hanging in there. She was impressed. She was impressed with that. Uh, like I said, the flow was really, they could joke and be silly and they turn around and then they had like a, a real, you know, conversation about what is it they want. And when Sabrina was like, look, what do you, what, what is it that you really are interested in? What do you want? And one of the things that he mentioned was having, you know, one day having his own children. And Sabrina was like, well, I already have an eight-year-old. Her father's not a part of her life. And I'm really done with having kids. I don't want any more children. So once again, Sean is, we see this hesitation and on both sides. So, uh, Sabrina's in the, we see her in the uh, confession booth saying, Ooh, I'm seeing a red flag here. I'm not sure if this is going to work out. And Sean explained to her, he said, you know what? I really do like you and I really want to go out with you again. You know, I, I think that I'm not sure where I will be three months from now uh, in this situation, but I know I like you. And maybe this is something that I might have to forego. I'm not sure if the right woman comes along, then the right woman comes along and maybe my 
desire to have children might go away. I don't know. Now, look, if that is a desire, Sean, you shouldn't forego your desire. You really shouldn't. Because there will come a point in time, if you continue to be with someone, let's say, for example, it is Sabrina. And if you are going to continue with her, let's say a year from now, and thinking that she might change her mind or you can change her mind or something like that, and she doesn't come around, resentment can start to settle in and you can end up sabotaging a relationship. So it's just not a good idea. He wants children. There's nothing wrong with that. He's in his 40s. I don't know how Sabrina is. I think she's in her 40s as well, but that's just not something that she wants to do. Now, later on, Sean goes out with Tessia. And this is the first time that we see Tessia or Tessia, I think that's her name, Tessia, really see her in a different light. Like she was more uh, uh, approachable. She was funny. She was, the conversation wasn't about her jobs and where she worked and what she's a CEO and all of that. It wasn't about that. I felt like they, they being Sean and Tasia had a lot of common, you know, they born, you know, raised in the Baptist church. Uh, families, you know, are down south. Uh, so they got those southern roots. They gelled on a lot of levels. But the one level I found to not quite match up was the age. And I don't know if that's going to work for Tasia. And she brings it up. She, she, she says, what about the age difference? And he said, you know, um, it's not a big deal to, to him, of, of course. And, and she said, well, I'm used to dating older guys anyway, because I think Tessia is in her early 30s. So they both want kids. Tessia's like, look, I do want to have children. So that rang a bell and that rang strong with, with Sean. Um, and, they have, he's, and he even mentioned later on during the men's panel uh, well, when they got to the men's lounge, you know, how him and to see, he knows a lot of women like to see it. He was raised around a lot of women like to see it. So to see it for him, it's, there's, there's, there's comfort, there's relatability, there is familiarity. And so she's on his watch list, if you will. Uh, he, he really, really, he likes Sabrina and he likes to see it. But Sabrina isn't going to give him what he's looking for. Okay, sorry if I moved away from my desk. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's a good fit. I do believe the age and maturity factor is going to come into play. So I am a little bit kind of like, mm, I don't know if this is the best fit. Good idea. I'm not sure. Let's get to Walter. Walter goes on a date with uh, Zadia, and they meet up at a uh, uh, spa. You know, they're getting she's getting her feet done, and they start off a little playful. They're talking, they're joking about each other's feet and everything, and then we get into real conversation. Uh, we get into, you know, again, what is it that you know each other like and want? And, and you know, Walter, you know, mentions, you know, I've been married before, so I do understand what it is that I'm looking for and what I want. You know, um, after, you know, the situation with his wife, you know, she passed away. He said, I went out here and I was dating kind of just out there to be out there. That's not what I want. I like being married and I, I want to find someone that 
holds my interest. And, and Sonia was kind of feeling the same way. You know, she's at a, she's never been married, she doesn't have children. Um, and he doesn't have children. I didn't, we didn't even discuss if children is a component at this point of, the, uh, of their discussion, but there's a good vibe there. And Walter said, you know what? I'm glad that I actually went out with Sadia because I can understand why some of the guys are, you know, really interested in her because she's a beautiful woman and I like her personality. So we see later on in the men's lounge, Walter mentions when he, they talk about, you know, who are his, you know, the, the women that he's attracted to right now, Sabrina is still in his number one spot. He said, but Sadia has moved up. Um, Sadia's name comes up a few times in the, in the men's lounge, to, to be honest. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, I wish that we're able to see more of the interaction and more of the dating because it seems like, and it happens all the time, you know, they arrange these dates and we see about five or 10 minutes of, you know, the interaction. And then we hear about, oh, I've been talking to you a lot on the phone, like Phil and, um, what's her name? Phil and Aisha, they went on a date. Now they've been talking a lot. Um, and so they've been building up a relationship and, Aisha feels very comfortable with Phil. She feels like she's in a safe space and, and able to open up and be herself and, and reveal certain personal things. And she even says, I've spoken to you a lot about things that I've never said anything to anybody else. You know, so it's, she's let her guard down and Phil is very much receiving it and he likes it and he appreciates it. Does that mean he actually wants to be with her? I don't know. Even though in the men's lounge, he does mention that she's, you know, someone that he is paying more attention to. Shiloh still is his number one, in his number one spot. Okay. Um, Aisha talks about the children's situation. And she mentions, you said, she said, I tell a lot of men that I don't want to have any more children. I have two kids and I always mention I don't want any more. And the reason is because I have a difficulty with pregnancies. My two children, I almost lost both of them. And I've also had a miscarriage before. So I try to guard against that by saying, I just don't want to have children. When in fact, that's not really what it is. And she got very emotional and Phil was there and he really appreciated that. She told him that information. That was very intimate and that she was able to let a guard down. And, and he seems to have a respect for that. Um, but, but his eyes still on Shiloh, you know, even though he really cares about Aisha, his eyes are still on Shiloh. We see, I think it was more of a double date type situation. It was Moomin, it was Frank, um, Dante and Sabrina. Then they go out and they play, and the place is called Swingers. I was like, what kind of place they bring them to? It was a golf. They, they, were, they were playing golf. And Sabrina, you know, she starts out, you know, she's, you know, like, you know, she's getting the mood started. She's having fun. Dante and Sabrina go and have a talk on the side while Frank and Moomin speak. Now, Frank and Moomin, I never saw it for them. As far as their interaction, I, I felt like Moomin just, I felt like they were definitely opposites. And come to find out, you know, Frank calls himself a hypersexual. Now, I don't know if Frank understands what that means or he just, or, because it's not something that, it, that's something you have to be diagnosed with. You know, a doctor would have to tell you, you have these issues. 
I don't know if that's something he's been diagnosed with or is is it just he just loves to have sex? And I'm thinking it's the latter of the two. Where Moomin is not, she said that, you know, she doesn't want to leave with sex and that sex is not on the top of her list with developing a relationship. Now, Moomin also mentioned, you know, that she's been down that road before and that's why she, you know, she doesn't want sex to define the relationship, which is a good thing. And Frank was like, well, you know, okay. I enjoy having sex a lot. It's part of the relationship. Um, I don't know if woman is trying to wait now until she gets married to have sex again or waiting until things she feels comfortable that things are serious enough. I'm not sure. That was never mentioned. But again, I don't think her and, and, and Frank are going to... That is going to be an issue, I believe. I don't think that's going to work for Frank. Now, given what he he's so sexual, I would think that he would have went on a date with Miss Courtney. And I'll talk about her in a moment because Courtney and him lead with sex. They're very sexual. They're very touchy. They're very, you know, um, they, they lead with that into that level of intimacy. That's how they lead. So I don't I don't I didn't understand why they never went out together. It seemed like they would have been a better matchup based on that alone. But anyway, let's get to Sabrina and Dante. So Dante talks about, you know, he has three children by three different ladies. Um, but he is a part of their lives. They have a very, you know, he said, for the most part, it's a good understanding. And Sabrina didn't seem to be put off by that. She said, okay. So I guess it was a comfort level. She's uh, finds Dante attractive. I don't know, though, if she's 100% like really wanting to do move forward, Dante. I feel like Sabrina's eye is still on, resting on Walter. Um, and I don't know, it was hard to read Sabrina in this moment. Dante seems to be, you know, he said, I've always checked her out. I, I saw you in your orange dress. I was here for it. So Dante has been paying attention to Sabrina. Sabrina, on the other hand, I I felt like I think she's not quite there. And I don't know if that's going to be a matchup. It doesn't appear to be. Now, Walter wants to have children. Sabrina don't. So I, the two men that Sabrina is has her eyes on, Walter and Sean, they both want to have kids, and she doesn't. So uh, that's not a I don't that 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 just don't seem like that would work. Dante, on the other hand, he you know he got three. I think he's done. Um, we don't know. He didn't say whether he wants more children or not. But um, I, I I don't I, I see Sabrina. <sighs> Who doesn't want to have any more kids? Let me see. Um. I don't know if there are any other guys there that, because it seemed like I would say Frank doesn't have any kids, I don't think. And I don't think her and Frank would mesh. And I don't know about Naeem. Uh, I don't know. I think he doesn't have children, so that might not work either. Sabrina's in a really tough situation um, because of most of the men there have children. I mean, don't have children. There's, you know, Dante has kids and... Ooh, does anyone else have kids? I think Dante's the only one of them. Yeah, I think he's the only one that does have kids. I'm not sure. So she's in a tight situation. I don't know how that's going to work for her. So then we get Cornelius and Courtney, and they meet up for a rum tasting. And what I suspected was going to be a great date because there's obvious attraction between the two. Cornelius wasn't impressed with Courtney. He felt like she led with her sexuality. 
Um, she was very, you know, we hate to call women aggressive. I know, but she, the, her mannerisms were pretty aggressive. She was very much like, look, I like sex and I want to have sex and lots of it. And, you know, I, I don't know, you either going to get up off the bench or come on and play for the winning team type situation. And I think it was a little too much, too quick for Cornelius. Um, the way that she, I mean, he has a, a he, for some reason, he has a theme for Camille. Camille is too much. But, uh, you know, it's like, on the one hand, he likes Camille. He's attracted to Courtney. But Courtney is just, I, I don't know. I think she was a little too fast. And it's too much for him at once. So, you know, he needs a little moment to decompress and try to understand and uh, uh, analyze the situation. That date didn't go as well as I thought it would have went. And unfortunately, in the when they went to the men's lounge, you know, he brought up, mm -mm, I don't see it for Courtney. And then other guys brought up Courtney as well, saying that they, I think Walter was the one that said, she gives me homie vibes. And, oh, child, that's, that ain't a compliment. You know, um, when men feel like you're the homie, they don't see you as anything else but being one of the guys. And unfortunately for Miss Courtney, you can already see she was one of the individuals that was uh, in the bottom as far as have to be uh, the decision whether or not to uh, keep her or, uh, or uh, you know, eliminate her. Camille went on a date as well with Naeem, and it was by far another disastrous date. Camille was just letting him, Camille let Naeem know, look, I don't even see it for you. I'm just here because I have to be here, but I'm not interested. <laughs> And she started asking him a bunch of questions about the, his finances. You do, you make six figures. And well, I mean, she just started running off stuff to him for the sake of having something to say. He was put off. He was just like, okay, let me, let, let's hurry up now this day over. And I don't blame him because she really was given nothing. I mean, nothing. It was bad. It was really, really bad. Camille was like not having it. She didn't give a damn. And she let him know. So of course, when Naeem goes back to the, Men's lounge, you know, he was like, look, I went out with Camille. It didn't, it just wasn't adding up. She just wasn't here for me at all. And some of the other guys chimed in like, look, Camille is, even Sean said, the first day I even met Camille, I just was speaking to her and that was it. And she was like, uh-uh, I'm already taken. And he was like, wait a minute, I just walked in the door. What are you talking about? So Cornelius, you can see his face. He's like, oh no, Camille's name's coming up more than once. And that's a, a, not a good thing. So it comes down to, we got Camille and Courtney are at the bottom, right? And, you know, um, it. I guess when it came to, I forget who actually was, you know, telling each other, each of the ladies goodbye, but um, Camille was able to stay. And you know, Courtney, you know, they told her she was not ready to love. And this is what, you know, when at the very beginning of this podcast, I mentioned Courtney, I was surprised that she was uh, at the bottom at this point. I would have liked to have seen Courtney go out with Frank. You know, like I said in the review, I would like him, to, like those two to go out together. I don't think that I, the Courtney and Cornelius situation was... Uh, based on definitely they were attracted to each other, but just not a good fit. I would have liked to see Courtney 
with someone like Frank to see how that would have worked. I know I mentioned to Sia that she ain't gonna make it too long, but look like when she got with Sean, there could be some sparks there. I think with Tasia, when it came to the other guys, you know, I think she's got she's holding a grudge against some of these other guys because she was in the bottom the first night. So I think she, because Sean wasn't a part of that, she felt more comfortable and relaxed with Sean, and she's not holding no grudges. So it's going to be interesting. Courtney's out. Camille lives to see another week. It's going to go in the ladies' hands next week. Uh, they will be the decision makers. And from the looks of the previews, Sean looked like you might be in trouble. Uh, look like they're going to be meeting the friends and family. Uh, and Sean, I ooh, I, from what I when they were asking about paying bills, and Sean said, "Well, I'll pay a bill." Now we didn't see the whole scene, so I'm not gonna. I'm hoping that. <laughs> the ladies are already talking about Sean don't have no jobs. He might not have no money. So I don't know what's going on with Sean, but that right there was not a good look. We'll see what happens moving forward. That's all I got. Talk to you guys later. Peace.